It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. What's going on, guys? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Here's your exercise music for you. Make sure that everybody's exercised and, well, you know, <laughs> feeling well. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy Friday to you. Uh, this is Trouble Minds News. I am your host, Michael Strange. And uh, this is a show where the conspiracy is the news. And what does that mean? Well, it just means that uh, the mainstream media is uh, gutless, like I said. They're, uh, the whole reason for all of that is because they just uh, they, they can't they can't handle it. They can't handle the fact that uh, uh, we can think for ourselves. And their entire job is to make it so that we cannot uh, or we should not. And that's that's the whole point of this it's like hey look you know we can determine which news is the best which news is uh, most relevant to us and the world we live in and we don't need your bullshit propaganda that's what this this show's about what's going on guys Uh, let's see i see you there let's see Da, 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 da. Uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, what's up? Uh, I see you guys in the chat. We're uh, so what, that's what we're going to do today. Uh, this this show actually started with a, another show called Troubled Minds Radio. And if you've never heard that show, uh, you should go check it out because there's some wild stuff going on over there. But uh, we used to do a news segment on that show that just got larger and larger, and there was just too much damn news to talk about. So it started taking over that show. So we just peeled it off, and bam, whole new show. Here we go, and it's just the news. So that's what we're doing. And as always, trend. Transparency is an important part of this, and uh, if you want to be, be part of this, if you want to call me and say, Mike, you're full of shit, you can, all right? If you want to call me and say, hey, Mike, yep, uh, I agree or disagree with that, you can do that, right? Again, as part of the, tra- like I said, transparency and not propaganda process, uh, you're allowed to do that because uh, that's how you have to do it. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. You can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And uh, boom, yeah, boom, easy as that. Uh, you jump in the caller queue and uh, you put you on the the show uh simple simple let's go let us begin with the news shall we speaking of the news oh boy and, and the government being full of shit and the media being full of shit uh yeah well this is from msn and yeah wouldn't you know it 
This is from uh, 31 minutes ago. Uh, CIA secretly collected bulk data on American citizens, senators say. Oh, I see. Okay, this is this must be fine, right? Uh, two U.S. senators said the Central Intelligence Agency, Agency has been secretly collecting bulk information on American citizens without congressional oversight. Two senators, Ron Wyden of Oregon and Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, expressed alarm in an April 13th letter to Avril Haines, the Director of National Intelligence, and William Burns, the Director of the CIA. The agency said the programs involved counterterrorism intelligence-related activities that operated under Executive Order 12333. It also announced that portions of reports on the programs were being declassified, according to a statement on Thursday. And wouldn't you know it, of course, this is this is about counterterrorism intelligence, right? And uh, that's, that's the whole point that uh, we are... Uh, we're becoming the terrorists, right? As the state becomes more and more obtuse and uh, really not trying to serve the will of the people, which is obvious no matter who gets elected, and you can, all you have to do is pull your head out of your ass and look around to see that that's the case, uh, then, well, then what, right? So we do things like complain, right? We're supposed to have a voice in this democratic republic, okay? We're, we pay taxes, right? We're part of this system too. So how on God's green earth do they just, well, we're the terrorists now, right? You look at the, this uh, this truck thing going on up in uh, Ottawa, Canada, right? Like, now, they're, they're, we'll get to that story a little bit later, but the whole point of this is when people stand up and say no more and peacefully protest, like, what the hell's really going on here? They they want us to just sit down and shut up. And they got another thing coming, I'm telling you. Uh, as as much uh, as this bizarre newscape and media landscape anymore, with all the rest of this this trash, basically, uh, of of um, just just misinformation and all the rest of this, I think there's so many more people actually waking up to what's happening here. And what what's happening here? Well... <laughs> This is this is the type of shit that's happening. We're the terrorists, guys, because because we're malcontents, right? Because we say no, we deserve more. Like we're, we we we're we're good citizens. We pay our taxes. We do all the things we're supposed to do. Not break the law, etc. So on. And we're the we're the freaking terrorists now because because we're because we're white or because we're this or we're that or we're middle class or we're whatever, right? Like whatever kind of bullshit they want to they want to throw in there. It's uh, it, it, this is this becoming exhausting, people, and uh, so then they're collecting data on us, and so the NSA has been doing this. We know this, like Edward Snowden talked about this, and so uh, wait, is this right? Okay, good. All right, I thought I was uh had actually muted myself and was talking to myself. Apparently not. Okay, so uh, so that, so this is a. I'm going to read a little bit more. Of this this pisses me off again because the CIA is not supposed to be doing this. This, this is one of those things the CIA is. It's not in their purview. Sorry, you got the NSA for this. All right. And here we go. So the senators and members of the intelligence committee said that the agency has conducted its own bulk program and has done so outside the statutory framework that Congress and the public believe govern this collection. The letter, which was heavily redacted, did not in indicate how long exactly the surveillance had unfolded, how widespread it had been, 
or what sort of information was collected and from whom. Wyden and Heinrich, who had asked about the amount of data collected and the circumstances of its storage and dissemination, said the program or programs didn't have the oversight safeguards of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, which has been a giant pain in the ass anyway. Damn it, my webcam, webcam just took a shit. All right, so uh, that's what's going on with this. What is, Does this make you mad, guys? Does this piss you off? Because it pisses me off. It's like, come on, enough, enough, enough with the shenanigans. Can't we just do things on the up and up? And uh, yeah, and the, and the answer seems to be no. The answer seems to be no. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah, what's going on? Uh, what's up, uh, Reptilian? How are you? We, what's the subject? It's the news. We're, we're reading the news. Just uh, the real news, not the BS propaganda news that's going on. Yeah, what's up? I see you guys. Uh, Bailey says, I bet this program is called Facebook and or Twitter. And you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, like they've been using backdoors in this stuff or at least just maybe uh, sharing information with uh, with whoever they've been sharing it with i mean this 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 is this is all just what pisses me off about all this Uh, anyway here we go Uh, the white house did not immediately respond to a request for comment thursday night in the two-page statement on thursday the cia said it keeps the intelligence panel up to speed on its programs and all cia officers have a solemn obligation to protect the privacy and civil liberties of americans (laughs) that's rich the cia Uh uh-huh uh yeah okay anyway blah 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 there it is you heard it here first because guess what? The mainstream media will try and tuck this away and not talk about it because uh, they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know this stuff. That's the whole idea. The mainstream media is behind this crap and in cahoots with the uh, the government, and it's just a bunch of bullshit. And you know it, and I know it. And uh, they're afraid and tired of us learning more and knowing things. And uh, that's why all the censorship. That's why all the BS. That's why all this is just the way it is. That's why the world is now the way it is. Okay, let's go to sciencealert.com. This is uh, this is about yeah. Uh, uh, this is from February 11th, which is is that today? I don't even know what day it is anymore. It is today, February 11th. Today, uh, the Black Death plague didn't actually kill half of Europe. New study claims. Huh. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that's that's just, that just should be fine. In popular imagination, the Black Death is the most devastating pandemic to have ever hit Europe. Between 1346 and 1353, those are years, of course, plague is believed to have reached nearly, if not every corner of the continent, killing 30 to 50 percent of the population. This account is based on texts and documents written by state or church officials and other literate witnesses. Uh, but as, all wi- uh, as with all medieval sources, the geographical coverage of this documentation is uneven. While some countries like Italy or England can be studied in detail, only vague clues exist for others like Poland. Unsurprisingly, researchers have worked to correct this imbalance and and cover different ways for uh, for working out the context of the Black Death's mortality. Uh, So let's see. In our new study, we used 1,634 samples of fossil pollen from 261 lakes and wetlands in 19 European countries. This vast amount of material enabled us to compare the Black Death's demographic impact across the continent. The result? The pandemic's toll was not as universal as currently claimed, nor was it always catastrophic. Oh, that's nice of them to say now. Uh, yeah. How, how convenient, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, lakes and wetlands are wonderful archives of nature. They continuously accumulate remains of living organisms, soil, rocks, and dust. Uh, these muddy deposits can record hundreds or thousands of years of environmental change. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. 
and say we relied on pollen analysis for our study because pollen grains are built of durable polymer and differ in shape between plants. They can be counted and identified in each sediment sample. These grains allow us to reconstruct the local landscape and changes over time. They shine a light on human land use and the history of agriculture. Okay, fine. Let's see. Uh, We discovered that there were indeed parts of Europe where the human landscape contracted dramatically after the Black Death arrived. This was the case, for instance, in southern Sweden, central Italy, and Greece. In other regions like Catalonia or Czechia, is that how you say that? However, there was no discernible decrease in human pressure on the landscape. In others yet, such as Poland, the Baltic countries, and central Spain, labor-intensive cultivation even increased as colonization and agricultural expansion continued uninterrupted into the late Middle Ages. So what they're saying is the pandemic isn't as bad as we thought. Not that pandemic, this pandemic, the Black Death, right? Now that's going on. Hope everybody's well. And yeah, what's, what is this? Really? I mean... Maybe. I don't know. Like, like you know me, drinking the maybe juice and uh, the, considering all the things, but I don't know. Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Can, can they really determine this after the fact? I guess maybe. Anyway, so here's a nice map of the, uh, the actual situation here. Let's make this full screen so you can check it out. And uh, I don't know. Do, do you believe this? Maybe. I'll say maybe. So they've got significant increase, decrease, and then significant decrease. in. Uh, so these purple parts uh, they, uh, on the map actually say uh, that they, uh, this is where it, it didn't really impact the Europe as, as much as expected. So, uh, or it, no, it did. It did. And then, uh, yeah, a significant decrease in uh, agricultural activity after the plague. So anyway, uh, whatever. Do you think this is horse shit or do you think it's uh, or standard <laughs> Or or is it just standard horse shit? <laughs> is it both? Uh, I have no idea. It's, it's impossible to know. And uh, yeah, yeah, science. Yeah, science is always learning. That's that's completely true. Completely true. Speaking of science, always learning. Let's go to this. This is uh, the National Review. Oh, right wingers, right wingers. Uh, yeah, uh, wouldn't you know it? The Chinese bat virus that never shows up in any Chinese bats. Mm. <laughs> Ah, super weird. Uh, the MIT Technology Review, uh, okay, blah, 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 uh, offers a, a long and mostly even-handed look t- at the hunt for the origin of COVID-19. Uh, speaking of plagues, uh, featuring many new quotes from uh, Shi Zheng Li of the Wuhan Institute of Virology and an account of a tour through the facility's labs. The piece is generally skeptical of the lab leak theory, but notes that Peter Daszak, who is a prominent advocate of the natural origins theory, has potential conflicts of interest. That are st- uh, there are still concerns that the biosafety standards in the Wuhan lab might not have been rigorous enough to prevent research activities from causing the pandemic. Some of the Wuhan's institute's behavior has certainly raised red flags and instead of tackling the public publicity crisis directly china has exacerbated mistrust by running obfuscation and disinformation campaigns of its own uh it says worth reading in full if you want that that's here is the actual uh there you go link that and you guys can check that out read it yourself and here you go all right so here's here's the thing right uh there's one line in the mit technology review article i want to focus upon for a moment and this is again written by jim garrigdy at the national review and he says um, quote but after one year after the who's visit to wuhan the disease detectives has yet to find the guilty animal or other indisputable evidence of natural origins meaning that they have no idea where this came from they can't find the bats that supposedly had 
this, right? That actually, so where's ground zero? You would expect if, if it was, uh, remember, zoonotic transmission is what we're told. Well, if that's the case, then where's, where's the population of bats that actually had this original SARS-CoV-2? Where are they? They can't find them. Hmm. Suspicious? Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, anyway, the who, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the who, okay, the who team uh, uh, visited to Wuhan and was in February 2021. So this means after two years of looking and tens of thousands of samples, no one has found SARS-CoV-2 in naturally occurring in animals in and around Wuhan, China. We're told they're in the deer population here. We're told the cats and the dogs have them, right? It's uh, cats and dogs sleeping together. It's the end of the world, right? It's the end of the world, right? They're living together, not sleeping together. You see what I did there. But uh, Bill Murray from Ghostbusters, by the way. But but anyway, so so uh, so they are yet to find actually uh, this this occurring in nature, in and around Wuhan. So explain to me. Well, it's just somebody explain to me how the world works anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da. Let's see. Mm, oh, that's, that's not good. What's up? Born Generals. I did a tour of a tuber- tuberculosis hospital or around it. Story has it. The people inside would throw up blood and hit the ceilings. Good God. Good God, that doesn't sound fun at all. All right, so anyway, uh, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. We'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. And uh, yeah, I mean, what's really going on here? That's what I want to know. So let's take a quick break and get a word from our sponsor, which is you. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. 
All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. What's up, Dre says, didn't they just kill a shit ton of minks because of COVID? Yes, they did. Yes, indeed, they did. And there's my webcam dying again. Yes, indeed, they did. And uh, not just that. Remember, all the all the deer have it. It's in the deer population. They say they're drinking from our water sources and uh, they're getting it from us. So now they're saying that it's a pandemic in the deer world. So how the hell do we have uh, all the minks being slaughtered? It's supposed to be, you know, in the deer population here, but we can't find a single bat anywhere anywhere or any animal in in natural uh areas sources out there in wuhan china that have this so uh, that would suggest it, it's not a zoonotic uh, transmission that came from the, the bats anyway uh, let's go to this this is from uh, nbc news and uh, wouldn't you know it judge orders truckers to go home and end protest after ontario premier declares emergency oh i see so it's an emergency when you're inconvenienced my friends right these guys are like oh we're trying to do business here and you're not letting us do business no shit that's the idea bro bro you know like these these freaking people premier doug ford said the trucker protest amounts to a siege of downtown ottawa and the ambassador bridge you see you see what's going on here like i said we are the terrorists when people stand up and actually peacefully protest we're the terrorists it's an emergency now oh is it is it well what about the last two years what about that bullshit you've been stuffing down our throat what about that Brew. Hey, all right. So uh, Ontario Premier Doug, uh, Doug Ford declared a state of emergency on Friday and said he'll use all government resources to end a two week protest by Canadian truckers over COVID-19 rules. And hours later, a judge ordered protesters at the Ambassador Bridge over the U.S. Canadian border to leave. Ford said the trucker protest amounts to a siege of downtown Ottawa and the Ambassador Bridge, which connects Windsor and Detroit. Quote, it's an illegal occupation, Ford told reporters. This is no longer a protest. Oh, so they get to decide these things, right? They decide. As always, right, the government decides. No, come on now. Can't we have a peaceful protest, too, without burning shit down and calling it a peaceful protest? Of course not, because it's a state of emergency now. No, come on. This is dumb. After the judge's order, police warned that anyone blocking streets or helping to block streets could be arrested. It was not immediately clear when or if law enforcement officers would be sent in to remove the demonstrators. Chief Justice Jeffrey Morowitz of the Ontario Superior Court said during a virtual hearing that the order would be effective at 7 p.m. to give protesters time to leave. His decision came after a four-and-a-half-hour court, four court hearing at which the city of Windsor and lawyers for auto parts uh, makers argued that the blockade was causing undue economic harm for the city and region. Oh, isn't that precious? Isn't that precious? Undue economic harm. What about what about the economic harm to these truckers? If you've never been driven a truck, you have no idea. Rolling through the bureaucratic mess of these checkpoints here in uh, the States, I've done it, and it sucks. You, when you roll through those scales, you're like crossing your fingers in like this meditative trance. Please, please, please don't pull me aside because they could pull you aside. And if they do, right, they find something wrong with the truck. They check your logbook, something wrong. You could get a ticket. They could uh, ground you for uh, some sort of mechanical issue. There's there's a whole bunch of bureaucratic garbage that goes with this. And I get I get get some of it safety you know you got you got to be safe otherwise just people cut corners and like be be you know seat of their pants with a, a a big rig about to explode but you start adding things like that to to uh, the process of uh, truck driving and it, it's uh you, you start cutting cutting the ability of people to feed themselves because if you're not rolling you ain't making money 
Right. And so that's part of what this this protest is about. They're like, hey, we can't stop at every freaking border checkpoint when our route is across the border back and forth. And we can't do it and get a covid test and all the rest of this shit like papers, Nazi papers, please. Right. We can't do that shit. It just takes too damn long. And then they got to quarantine if they you know, if they test positive. I mean, fuck's sakes, people, for the most part, they're in the truck by themselves, by themselves. What's the damn problem? What's the damn problem? It's a, it's a mess. This whole thing's a mess. But anyway, so we'll see if they start cracking heads, right? You see Canada is a, the, the, the always gentleman. Canada is a very nice... I know a lot of Canadians, and they are very kind people, okay? That's my small sample size. It's also the perception of the world. Canadians are just nice. We'll see if when they start rolling in cracking heads, how nice they actually are. Because, well, yeah. Anyway, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, there you go. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it uh, just so adorbs how uh, they're allowed to, to, uh, to, to, to decide when this is done, right? They're, they're like, no, no, now it's, it's an undue burden to us. No, hell no. That's the reason they're there, because all the legislation has become an undue burden to a particular industry. And that's not the only industry. All right. So that's why they're there, people. Hello. Hello, you stupid knuckleheads in the Canadian government. Wake up and understand what caused this. And it was not anything to do with uh with yeah right yeah this is this is nuts okay uh astro here we go let's go to space.com and this is uh asteroid ryugu samples now on earth reveal inner workings of the space rock oh yeah yeah another asteroid right uh pieces of rock from the asteroid ryugu splashed down on earth in 2020 now scientists studying the samples are revealing the asteroid's true nature that's right it's an autobot from the planet megatron no i'm just kidding ryugu is a near Earth asteroid that Japan visited with its Hayabusa 2 spacecraft. The craft launched in 2014, arrived at the Space Rock in 2018, and in December 2020 dropped off a capsule carrying 0.2 ounces, or 5.4 grams, of asteroid material to Earth. This has given scientists the ability to study the asteroid up close here on our home planet with a full range of technologies. And, uh, yep, What's going on, guys? I see there in the chat. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, Happy Friday. Uh, In a new study, scientists reveal a detailed picture of the asteroid and what its surface and subsurface material is really like. And as it turns out, Ryugu is covered in flat and elongated pieces. All right. Sweet. That's fine, right? That's cool. No, uh, no life on the on the thing. No, no uh, Decepticons. Okay, that's cool. Uh, the team used an optical microscope to take images of grains and material from Ryugu to get an idea of how these samples represent the complete asteroid. The team also compared blah 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 blah. Quote: We focused on comparison between pebbles observed by the spacecraft and the return samples to evaluate the representativeness of return grains gathered from limited areas of the asteroid. Lead Arthur Shogo Itachibana a cosmochemist, that's a thing, and researcher with the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency and the University of Tokyo told Space.com in an email. He continued, the return samples well represent 
Ryugu surface particles from a morphological point of view, Tachibana said, uh, adding that the pieces they studied were flat and elongated. The morphology probably broken pieces of larger boulders seems characteristic of Ryugu surface pebbles, and we have them in hand now. All right, cool. Well, uh, hold on to your butts, because, well, this is this is how the next uh, dystopian movie begins, right? This is this is where this goes. <laughs> uh, boy, uh, what happens when uh, the thing happens next, right? Yeah, all right, let's go to uh, Joseph in Iowa. Thanks for being patient, my friend. Go right ahead. You're on Trouble Minds News with Mike. Hey, you were talking about the bats. Yep. And they can't find the bats. Yep, can't find the bats. I I just think it's uh, some weird stuff's happening in, like, China, point blank period. Like, for, for, like, example, I had an idea, like, years ago about making this is just like, it's not like I have technology at my hands or anything, but like I had, like I, I always think if there's a, like a flying squirrel, why isn't there a furry flying squirrel? And then guess what they just found like a couple weeks ago, they found a cat sized furry flying squirrel that lives in the Himalayans mountains. Now I think that they're kind of reckless with like, everything that they do you know yeah with, they're with, releasing uh, yeah just cre- they're releasing go ahead, go ahead yeah they're basically just releasing anything that they can naturally make not die you know and look natural like diseases i don't know how i if, if they can't find the bats then they would just then it probably was just a regular disease, you know, we, you know, that's, and who knows if it even came from China. Well, and, that, and that's a China points at us and said it was a CIA plant and that tried to make it look like it leaked from their lab when it didn't. And again, all the finger pointing, right? All the finger pointing. But I think, but I think the most important. I actually know someone, I actually know someone who got COVID. There was other branches of COVID far before this COVID. I don't know if it's the same though. Yeah, well, well, of course. So, so there's the COVID has been around for a long time. It's not just the, the, this new thing is it's SARS COVID, SARS CoV two, which is a, a a just just a different version of of the old COVID, right? So, in this one again, it supposedly came from the bats. But the most disturbing thing is, like I said, if they're in our populations, just like Trey said in the chat, there they cold an entire like remember it was tens of thousands of minks that had covid under because of the covid fears and then now they're it's in our it's on our population here in the deer and uh, other other wild animal populations as far as we're, we're aware but we can't find any in any wild bats anywhere near wuhan so that suggests right you know what that suggests <laughs> what does that suggest joseph i don't know it, <laughs> it came from a lab that's what it suggests because it, yeah. because we're told it could have came it, it, from a lab made person like imagine like someone who's not human but kind of human and they get a disease and they spread it like they're living normally in their lab like probably watching tv and maybe even on the internet and stuff and like interacting with other people in the lab and then someone makes a slip up you know who does something with the that breaks the code and they give the person COVID that COVID mutates in that human to something that's completely different because it would be, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know if that's, that could happen, but I imagine it could. If you start 
messing with you. I, I just think they're doing a lot of stuff with genetic codes and because I, I don't think it's a coincidence that I had an idea of a flying squirrel that was furry. And then all, all of a sudden now there's a flying squirrel that's furry. Yeah. Like they're, like they're creating this stuff in laboratories. Yeah, maybe, man. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you're right. Like, there's a lot of stuff, of course, uh, as far as uh, China is concerned, that they're 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 doing some problematic things. And uh, I think I think the thing is too. I'll bet you we are too. I'll bet you so many other countries are too. It's just it never gets out. Everybody wants to point at China and say, "Look how irresponsible they are." But I mean. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over the fact that uh, government at some point, they keep doing stupid shit and expecting us to, to con- continue to trust them and trust the things they say, right? They're like, oh, we're going to lie to you because we think you're too dumb to like parse the information yourself. Uh, so we're going to lie to you uh, to get the response from you that we want. And at some point, right, that shit gets old. That shit gets stale and we, we're, you get yeah. these protests. It's, people get sick of it. People get sick of it. Great stuff, Joseph. Um, what else you got, my friend? Um, yeah, I just wonder like what it would take, you know, to, I mean, I, I guess I'd have to educate myself on how to like, like transfer to something different or like change, change things, you know, I don't really know much on how to change except for everyone changing themselves, you know, reaching out and making sure everyone does, if everyone does good for themselves and that's going to of course, <clears throat> help the whole picture. Right, right, exactly. Exactly, right on. Okay, uh, we got to keep on trucking, man. Short form here, so uh, I appreciate yep. the phone call. You were the best, Joseph. Uh, Joseph here has a, a YouTube channel called Hydro Hose. Check it out. He does original music and other stuff, and a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Thanks, brother. Have a great weekend. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, you too. Thanks, man. There you go. Easy as that. You want to be part of the show? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. And it's as easy as that. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and we'll, uh, we'll put you on the show that way as well. Uh, good stuff from Joseph. Appreciate that very much. Uh, let's let's continue. Uh, where are we at time-wise? I think it's probably time. Yeah, so let's take a quick break. You're listening to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're just uh, we're doing our thing. We're talking about the news because the uh, the actual uh, media can't get it right. OK, uh, they report this stuff. Sure. I mean, you know, you say, but Mike, uh, you know, you're taking this from mainstream sources. I am. But my point is that the brainwash media that comes fast and furious at us is that uh, they're they're stressing the wrong things. They're stressing things uh, that are uh, implemented to to confuse us, to give us uh, half-truths and spun stories and try and change our perception of the world we live in based on what they want us to believe. That's my point. Anyway, you guys already knew that. Just got to clarify sometimes. Did you guys hear about this shit? This is insane. This is from Vice. And uh, I heard about this on YouTube a couple days ago, and I was like, you got to be shitting me. Is this real? The rabbit hole beneath the crypto couple is endless. Check this out. Heather Morgan and Ilya Lichtenstein wanted to be famous. Now, after being accused of laundering billions of dollars of crypto, they are. 
<laughs> yeah. Quote, I'm in shock, said Caviar Coleman, a New York-based photographer and artist, the day after Heather Rhiannon Morgan was arrested. She's a great person. The two had been friends for nearly five years. He remembered she would bring him bags of pecans from her grandmother's tree and was passionate about making sure her friends were treating the coronavirus seriously. Earlier this week, federal prosecutors accused Morgan, age 31, and her husband, 34-year-old Elia Lichtenstein, of conspiring to launder around $5 billion in stolen bitcoins. That's billion with a B. Billion with a B. Check out this hat. She's wearing a hat. Zero fucks. <laughs> yeah. F-C-K-S. F-C-K-S. For those folks that don't like the vulgarity. There's no U there. It's F zero fucks with no U. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, here we go. The sheer scope of the alleged fraud in Morgan's bizarre online presence as maker of some of the most cringeworthy music ever recorded positioned their story as a perfect uh, cynic uh, doke for everything anyone doesn't like about the an attention economy in which anything can be and is financialized. There's still a great deal we don't know about this case and about the couple who sat at the center of it, the precise extent of their alleged involvement in a massive criminal scheme, the exact nature of that scheme, who else may have been involved, just what they've been made off with, and above all, what they have to say about it. Uh, we do not know that there's a great, uh, we do know there's a great deal of di dissonance here. Morgan in particular portrayed herself as a renaissance woman, an entrepreneur, economist, influencer, surreal artist, comedian, self-described cringe rapper named Razzlecon, who makes music for the entrepreneurs and hackers, all the misfits and smart slackers, writer, advice giver, making her a recognizable type of figure with a seemingly endless online presence. In addition to all those things, though, the Department of Justice alleges she was, along with Lichtenstein, one of the most prolific money launderers in history. And so apparently, <laughs> on her TikTok channel, yes, yeah, she's got a TikTok channel, right? This is wild. She, she was doing one of these little TikTok bits, and she was like, uh, you know, never have I ever saying some things, right? And she and she said straight up on her TikTok channel, never have I ever stolen billions in Bitcoin, right? And then gave like a smirk. And it's like, what the, f are you kidding me? Like she, she, but she actually apparently did. And so it's like, what in the world? Like, are you shitting me? If you make away with billions in Bitcoin and you're making TikTok videos and have a social profile like this, what is going on in your damn head? You're like literally just saying, just uh, just giving the deets on what you did. Uh, there you go. Bailey's got it right. This is why you can't trust people who use TikTok. Exactly. Exactly. What, what the hell's going on here? It says, like many people of her generation for whom online notoriety is often linked to personal and professional achievement, Morgan has posted hundreds of videos and thousands of posts across nearly every social media platform, ranging from earnest self-help tips for college students who believe they selected the wrong major to a week-long extended promotional rollout access of Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube for Gil Felicious, a rap song about becoming, in the future, a grandma I'd like to fuck. Uh, given the, this week indictment the seemingly transparent nature of her social media presence and the fact that she regularly talks about always living life authentically and without fear people including motherboard reporters have understandably been trying to find clues in her posts that would suggest the couple were criminal masterminds uh yes so 
Wow, uh, th- this is this is ridiculous. This this is one of those things where I, I couldn't believe it the first time. I seriously thought w- when I saw that the original YouTube video it was on a, somebody's crypto channel. They were talking about this yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. It was sometime very very recently, and I was watching it just going what? And they were they were playing some of her TikTok videos, and literally she said, "Never have I ever stolen billions <laughs> in, in, in crypto." It's like what? Uh, anyway, all right. So this is pretty wild. If you guys haven't heard of this, uh, do look into this. Uh, try and find. Uh, it's not linked to her TikTok channel here, uh, but let's see. Is it linked? Let's see. Uh, so in any case, here you go. Uh, the, okay. So a, a video of Liechtenstein eating cat food, though, along with conversations with more than a dozen people who did business with or were close to the couple, does not contain any obvious clues that these people were ever sitting on a trove of money larger than any ever seized by the U.S. Department of Justice. Um, got the zero fucks hat though there you go uh yeah uh yeah i don't know i i i gotta think you gotta think this is illegal bailey this has got to be right i don't know is there laws on the books for this i don't know anyway pretty wild stuff this is one of those things where you you, you like truth is stranger than fiction and so first like how the hell like like with a cringeworthy tiktok again let's see if i can find this like i was watching some of the her tiktok videos from that other youtube channel which I can't find because I, I went, went back to dig it and I couldn't find it. But let's see. Uh, look, do you have? They want they want information. Do you have more information about this case? Uh, we'd love to hear from you using a non-work phone or computer. You can contact uh, this person securely at Signal. Blah 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 blah. Uh, let's see. Da-da, let's see. Da-da. Where's the TikTok channel? Where's the link to the TikTok channel? Come on. It is it is so cringeworthy. Like it's like come on people. Come on really. Okay, anyway, here we go. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is a really long article. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, check it out. It, said, it says the, the, the headline again here is, The rabbit hole beneath the crypto couple is endless. And this goes on and on and on and on. All right, anyway, let's continue, shall we? Let's go to uh, popular science. Ah, uh, popular science. Okay, uh, this is where this begins. This is, uh, our universe probably isn't special enough to be in a multiverse. Aw, you're breaking my heart, guys. Come on now. Uh, that life in the universe arose thanks to extremely lucky circumstances may be a misconception. Oh, you mean we aren't lucky, Mud? Huh, that's weird. Uh, a remarkable number of things uh, had to go life for right on Earth to work out the way it did. A small change in gravity or a tweak to another fundamental force could have made the difference between our universe and one that's completely uninhabitable. Uh, the idea has led some scientists to examine the universe's meta- metaphorical dials and knobs and wonder why complex systems like galaxies, planets, and life were able to form uh, when that didn't have to be the case, what's called the fine-tuning of our universe. A new report published by the Foundational Questions Institute explains the major recent milestones in an ongoing debate whether the universe is fine-tuned and what that even means. Uh, the, the dial's just perfect. The Goldilocks zone of the entire universe, right? Uh, the universe has lots of fixed properties like the strength of gravity or the cosmological constant, which measures how fast the universe is expanding that dictate how the universe took shape. Physicists have pondered why these values are what they are for at least a century and tried to find scientific answers to the question for decades. Uh, based on the- theoretical models, uh, some scientists argue that if one of the many fundamental constants of the universe was significantly different, life wouldn't have been able to form. This leads to a dilemma. If it's vanishingly unlikely that the universe happened to have all the right values necessary for life, why did it work out for that? Or why did it work out that way? Uh, the, uh, the old intelligent design argument, right? Uh, 
the, the, the odd part about this is that uh, clearly they're leaving out a piece in that, uh, you know, just little old stupid me that doesn't know anything about anything. Well, if, if you tweaked one of these things that didn't allow life as we know it, then wouldn't maybe possibly it allow life as we don't know it? I mean, come on, people. Again, like so, sometimes our, uh, our our conceptions of what life can be or should be is fatally flawed just at, at, at the outset here. Uh, clearly, if we don't know what we don't know, all right, and that's surely the case, then, well, tweaking some, some of these fundamental constants of the universe would mean, sure, maybe you didn't have people, but maybe you had, oh, I don't know, something close to people. Shmeeple? I don't know. What would you call them? I don't know. Something... Not quite people, but different. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there you go. Quote, maybe it's not as simple as we thought. Oh, you don't say. You don't say. Uh, said uh, said Miriam uh, Frankel, a science editor for The Conversation and a freelance journalist who wrote the report for the Foundational Questions Institute. When diving into these big questions, it hits you how much is really actually missing from physics, Frankel said. Physicists still don't have a very good theory of everything. Results from last year's Muon G2 experiment, for example, have some scientists talking about a potential game-changing fifth force of nature. Appealing as a multiverse theory is for some... It really only shifts the fine-tuning debate up a level, Frankel writes in the paper. If we live in a multiverse, how did the multiverse form, and how is it fine-tuned to work? The report shows that fine-tuning is not a solved problem, Lewis says. Oh, no shit. You mean, you mean we don't have the, uh, the things that we need uh, to know to how to do? Yeah, okay. Uh, phone phone line died again like how many times this week is that the phone line dying that's a lot uh anyway so uh there we go our universe probably isn't special enough to be multiverse they say all right that's fine that's fine by me uh speaking of uh let's go to the express.co.uk one of my favorite tabloids uh the tab this is where you got to get your news anymore from the tabloids because uh the mainstream sources are turned into tabloids it's all it's all devolving into uh just a cesspool of garbage but here we go yellowstone volcano Morning. Swarm of earthquakes recorded after park anomaly, and this was on Tuesday. Scientists noted a swarm of over 40 earthquakes recorded in a short period of time near the Yellowstone supervolcano after they detected an anomaly in their readings. Uh oh. That can't be good, right? That can't be good. All right, so uh, let's read a little bit of this. Yep. In a monthly update, Mike Poland, the scientist in charge of the Yellowstone Volcano Observatory, noted the Universe of Utah Seismographic Stations, which is responsible for the operation and maintenance of the Yellowstone Seismic Network, located 105 earthquakes during the month of January. Oh, boy. What's up, Daryl? Uh, not really started late. Uh, not not quite. Not really. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, here we are. What's going on? Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. Just reading the news, doing our thing, hanging out. And uh, yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, so let's see. We got that. And uh, let's see. Got some messages coming in. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Got it. Got it. Reading some stuff here. Messages coming in. Okay. So uh, the, fa the, the the largest was a magnitude of 2.5 located just south of the Mammoth Springs, Hot Springs in Yellowstone National Park. In fact, this earthquake was part of a sequence of earthquakes, a small swarm of 42 events that occurred between January 5th and January 31st. Swarms like these are very common. And in fact, about 50% of all earthquakes occur as part of swarms. So explain to me why this is news. Why is this news? <laughs> oh, they're very common. It's very common. These are very common. It happens all... It's very common. Okay, well, by the way... 
by the way, it's news. Why is it news? Because it sounds scary. Yellowstone volcano warning. Swarm of earthquakes recorded after park anomaly. Ah! Yeah, right? Okay. Anyway. Uh, what can you do? What can you do? What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. Just uh, hanging out, talking about the news, doing what we do. Uh, where are we time-wise? I think we're right in line perfectly with uh, this to line up this next story and take our final break. One more segment coming up, and uh, let's get a word from our sponsor, which is you. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. Okay, let us continue, shall we? Gizmodo.com reports this. Mega comment arriving from the Oort cloud is 85 miles wide. Oh, boy. This, this soon seems bad. Uh, the comet will make its closest approach to Earth in 2031 and is already attracting major attention from astronomers. Yes. Bernardinelli. Bernardinelli Bernstein is officially the largest comet ever discovered, according to updated observations of the inbound object. Oort Cloud Comet C2014 UN271 uh, measures some 85 miles in diameter, give or take 10.5 miles. Yep, reports a research. Oh, let's see. Wait, uh, uh, give or take 10.5. Okay, yeah, yeah. So 85 miles in diameter, uh, give or take. Uh, report, reports a research team led by astronomer Emmanuel Lilluck and of the Paris Observatory. Their new paper on the mega comet has been accepted for publication in astronomy and astrophysics letters and you can take a sneak peek of the preprint at the arxiv here link in the uh, thing if you're into reading the scientific journals there you go all right then we'll go back here uh let's see the latest observations confirms that the comet bernadelli bernstein is the largest Oort cloud object ever detected as it's nearly twice as big as the comet hale bob observed in 1997 the nucleus of which measured between 25 and 50 miles wide. It's also bigger than Comet Cerebat, observed in 1729, which had a nucleus measuring somewhere around 62 miles in diameter. This comet is currently inbound from the Oort Cloud, a distant region of the solar system known for packing billions and possibly trillions of icy objects. The comet will make its closest approach to Earth in 2031, when it will come within 11 AU of the Sun, that would be astronomical units, or 1 billion miles, uh, in which 1 AU, is, of course, is the average distance from the Earth to the Sun. The comet coming no closer than Saturn won't likely be visible to the unaided eye, but astronomers will be keeping a close watch as it's turning out to be a rather extraordinary object. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on this as it develops. 2031 is a long ways away. Uh, let's see if we can get past uh, the, the the terrorist trucker protests. Uh, anyway, uh, let's, just, let's stay in space for a bit. Let's talk about this. This is from Freethink.com and uh, reports this. Space Tug tows dead satellite into a new orbit. Uh, dragging space junk is looking like a viable cleanup strategy. All right. Uh, China has used a space tug to change the orbit of a defunct satellite, proving that it's a viable way to clean up some of our planet's space junk. The challenge is this. 
Earth's orbit is cluttered with defunct satellites, discarded rocket parts, and countless bits of debris we send into space. Because the space junk is moving nearly 10 times faster than a speeding bullet, a collision from something as small as a screw could cause serious damage to satellites and spacecraft. Or it could really screw up your day, if you know what I'm saying. If those craft have astronauts on board, the results could be catastrophic. The idea here is the aerospace industry has been exploring ways to rid the Earth's uh, orbit of all the debris, and space tugs are one possible solution. These spacecraft would attach themselves to defunct satellites and other space junk and then tow them down to burn up in Earth's atmosphere atmosphere or into an orbit that isn't used by an operational spacecraft known as a graveyard orbit. So what's new is, while the idea of the space tug has been around since the 1950s, it wasn't until 2020 that Northrop Grumman finally proved that it is possible for one satellite to safely grab hold of another. But that was a refueling mission and not a deorbiting one. China has now surprised the world by demonstrating that it too can grab a satellite and move it into a graveyard orbit, although the circumstances surrounding the demonstration are raising eyebrows. So Anyway, this happened apparently, and uh, wild, wild. What's going on? Uh, what's happening, people? I see there in the chat. How is everybody? Uh, this is a, this is a little terrifying here. Uh, the the information on Bob Bob Saget's death uh, is in, and uh, we talked about this a little bit last night in the after show chat. Uh, Bob, so this is from NPR. Bob Saget's death shows the danger of head injuries. Here's what you should know. And uh, yeah, well, uh, the sudden death of actor and comedian Bob Saget last month took fans of all ages by surprise. According to his family, the 65-year-old actor and comedian accidentally hit the back of his head on something thought nothing of it, and went to sleep. No drugs or alcohol were involved, according to the coroner's report. Saget had fractures to the back of his head and around his eyes at the time of his death, according to an autopsy report from the Orange County, Florida medical examiner obtained by People. Saget was also COVID-19 positive at the time of his death, the, the autopsy noted. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, while details of how exactly Saget hit his head were not released, doctors stressed the importance of seeking medical care immediately if you sustain a head or brain injury. Quote, if you were concerned that you may have a head injury, consider getting yourself checked out, said Dr. Uh, Amit Sashdev, a medical director in the Department of Neurology at Michigan State University. Unfortunately, it's all too common, and we see in neurology, uh, we in neurology see it quite frequently that head injuries lead to bleeding. And uh, yeah, that's this is uh, this. This is tragic, tragic, tragic because he's a. Uh this happened uh, clearly way before his time, and uh, yeah, uh, beloved guy. Like I said uh, last night, it, it is odd that um, uh, you know the the initial uh, idea here was that there was some sort of drug OD involved, but he seemed like a clean guy, and uh, that that bears out in part of the, the bit here. So just super accident. Uh, so anyway, uh, pretty horrific. Uh, again, um, PSA: if you bump your head, go uh, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. Uh, Robert says his skull had multiple fractures and, and around his eye. It seems a bit too much for just hitting your head on a headboard. I agree. That seems a little odd. And if you clonked your head that hard and had multiple fractures, you would expect maybe go to the doctor. I don't I don't know. Anyway, uh, here we go. This is from autoevolution.com. And we've got this. This must be the most beautiful impact crater in the solar system. Ah, yeah. Sweet. Let's check it out. This is what this looks like. Yep. Uh, and uh, there it is. I think that's probably... I don't know. That looks uh, very, very sculpted, very beautiful. Uh, I love it. A- anyway, let's just read a little bit. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. The, the, the place is located on Mars, one of the perfect targets for the asteroid belt as it shoots deadly pieces of rock toward the sun from time to time. It's seen here as in, in June 2020. 20, 
2020, 2020, June 2020, where the high-rise camera passed overhead and snapped a photo of it. The reason this photo exists is that the people from NASA and the University of Arizona who tell the camera where to go and what to do wanted to examine at least two layers that are exposed in the wall of an impact crater. Why? Because even without a 3D picture, we can easily see that the crater's walls are fairly steep, and that made people curious as to why. Uh, the question has not been answered yet, and until it does, we're left with marveling at the stunning appearance of the place. And uh, one more time, there's your picture. Ah, uh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, 2020, 2020, 2020. All right, let's go here. This is uh, ARS Technica. See, I, pr- I promise I'm not a robot, guys. 2020, 2020, 2020. Uh, you know, let's do it. Uh, we got uh, ARS Technica reports this. NASA says that Starlink Gen 2 may cause problems for Hubble and asteroid detection. Oh, you don't say. Mm, this is a shame. Uh, let's see. Na- uh, NASA has warned that SpaceX's plan for 30,000 more Starlink satellites could cause problems for science missions, human space flight, the Hubble telescope and ground-based telescopes that look for asteroids that might hit the Earth. NASA outlined its concerns in a letter to the Federal Communications Commission on Monday. With the increase in large constellation proposals to the FCC, NASA has concerns with the potential for a significant increase in the frequency of conjunction events and possible impacts to NASA's science and human spaceflight missions. Oh, so you don't say. If you fill up the the orbit of Earth with all kinds of clutter, it's going to be a bad thing, right? Like, who's been saying that? Who's been saying that? What's up? Oh, I'm an alien, says James. Hey, hey, I'm walking here. All right. Uh, well, we got 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubleminds.org, and uh, we'll put you on the show. Got a few minutes left if you want to jump in here and say hi, and happy Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. couple more, and let's finish this up. We've got this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So is it life? Is it not life? Is it life? Is it not life? 2020, 2020. Uh, from the BBC News, life could exist on a planet orbiting white dwarf star. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, researchers believe there may be a planet that could sustain life in the vicinity of a dying sun. If confirmed, this would be the first time that a potentially life-supporting planet has been found orbiting such a star called a white dwarf. The planet was detected in the star's habitable zone where it's neither too cold nor hot to sustain life. The study is published in the monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. Professor J. Far- Farihi of University College London, who led the study, said the observation was completely new to astronomers. Quote, This is the first time that anything has been seen in the habitable zone of a white dwarf, and thus there is a possibility of life on another world orbiting it, he told the BBC News. While very large stars become black holes when they die, smaller ones like our own sun become white dwarfs, stars that have used up all their nuclear fuel and lost their outer layers. They are usually the size of a planet and emit a bluish-white light when first formed. Uh, The possible planet, which is 117 light-years away from Earth, is thought to be 60 times closer to the star than our planet is to the sun. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, uh, too hot, just right. Goldilocks zone. Sweet, sweet. Uh, and it is not serious B. What? Which one is this? This is, let's see, uh, what's the term here? What do they call it? I don't know. They don't even tell us. They don't even tell us on the damn thing. Uh, anyway, here, here's the study. If you want to read the actual study itself, I'll link this in the chat as well. And there we go. All right, there we go. Uh, are you serious? No. Uh, let's see. It is. Let's see. Where is it? Where's the actual name of this thing? Uh, WD-1054-226. That, there you go. That's the name of this star. Anyway, uh, let us continue and get to the last one here. Uh, we'll stay in space for a moment. Or maybe not. Let's see what's going on with this. This is from ScienceAlert.com. And it's reported this. Behold. 
the most accurate virtual simulation of our universe to date. Da, da, da. There you go. Image in a new tab. And this is what we're looking at. They've uh, they've mapped the universe again, the most accurate. And uh, yeah, there it is. That looks like a big, nasty mess, if you ask me. But oh, well, what can you do uh, with, the, let's see, uh, da, 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 uh, from the top. Uh, in a cosmic calendar, which maps a chronology of the universe across a single year, modern humans, oh, come on, uh, don't appear until the very last minute of December 31st. Everything we understand about the evolution of the universe, we've had to piece together we simply haven't been around for pretty much any of the 13.7 billion year history of the cosmos to observe it in action that detective work has been pretty epic and one of the tools in our kit is simulations of the formation and evolution of the vast structures that span observable space now using supercomputers an international team of scientists led by the university of helsinki in finland has produced the largest and most accurate simulation yet of the evolution of the local universe this can help us understand the dynamics at play as the universe continues to evolve including the mysterious Mysterious dark matter and dark energy. The simulations simply reveal the consequences of the laws of physics acting on the dark matter and cosmic gas throughout the 13.7 billion years that our universe has been around. Says cosmologist Carlos Frank of Durham University in the UK. Anyway, there's your, uh, there's your, uh, there's your photograph. There it is, 2020, 2020, and. Uh, yeah, what can you do? Uh, 702-957-1037. As time ticks to get in here and say, Hi, Mike. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to everybody out there. What's going on? Uh, there it is. What's up, Indigo Child? The universe looks like the brainwave connectors. How, how big is it really? And, and could it be the size of a marble to someone else? Exactly right. Exactly right. What's up? Hey, hey Bailey. Happy Friday. All right. So this is the deal. Uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, reading the news and uh, not, not propaganda. And if it is, we're calling it out as propaganda anyway so uh, as we finish here again thanks guys for being part of the show this week thanks for being in the chat enthusiastic about all things troubled minds i appreciate it very much you make my world go around uh, like i said uh, otherwise without you guys here sort of legitimizing this process i'm like a crazy person muttering in the corner to myself and um because well you're all here it's less it's less less dire than all that so i appreciate it very much uh thanks for hanging out thanks for being part of this whole journey and uh thanks for caring thanks for listening most importantly just just think thanks for caring thanks for spending your time and energy with us with me with you together it means a lot so th- thank you thank you thank you again i promise i'm not running for office i just really appreciate you guys and uh let's uh, let's do it so let's get the hell out of here as it as we wind this down happy friday have a fantastic weekend uh tonight tonight 7 p.m pacific tonight we have role play mania we've got part two with axel steel as the dungeon master ash and myself as billy and russell detectives trying to track down an occult ring of who knows what the mystery continues i'll do a uh, uh, recap on that uh as, as we begin but uh let me find this real quick so i can point this out to you guys as well if you want to watch the other the first part of this to catch yourself up with what's going on here so give me just one moment and i will do that but uh we're doing it so we're live streaming tonight probably be a couple hours and uh it'll be ash myself and axel steel so one second here one moment uh hold on Let's see. I should have came prepared with this, but I didn't. And what can you do? All right. Now, now I got to make you wait. Now I got to make you wait. All right. So round two of this coming up. Uh, this is the part of the situation where we get together and talk about role-playing games. Here you go. Here's the first part of this. I'm going to link it in the chat if you want to watch it and catch up. Uh, Billy and Russell investigate a mysterious letter that leads to a murder 
and more. There you go. There's the YouTube video itself. If you want to watch it and catch up, I'm going to link it in the Discord chat as well. Thanks again for hanging out. Thanks for being you guys. And uh, we're out of here. Michael Strange out. You guys know what to do. If you want to help the show, spread the word. Uh, sub up on Twitch, Rockfin, or Patreon. And, of course, just listen to the podcast feed. Ads are baked in. It sends me a few cents every time you do one of the when you listen to one of those old episodes. So please do. You guys are the best. Have a fantastic weekend. Michael Strange out. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.